Hey, you're listening to the Intentional Mind Podcast, and I'm your host, Ange Barnard. And today we're talking about seven truths to empower you. So if you feel like you need a little dose of empowerment or maybe a big dose of empowerment, keep listening because this episode is for you. Now, before I get started with my seven thoughts, beliefs, tips, whatever you want to call them that are going to empower you, I got to tell you a story like I do. So this past weekend, I flew to Phoenix, Arizona, downtown Phoenix, and I went by myself. And I went by myself uh, because I knew that I needed to be in that room. And what was happening was a conference for women. It was called Empower Her Live, and it's hosted by Keisha, who hosts the podcast Empower Her. And I knew I needed to be in the room because so many people that I wanted to be like were in that room, okay? So many people that I wanted to be like. Keep that in your mind. And the people that were in the room were some of my favorite entrepreneurs, speakers, all the things. Like, I'll just give you a list right now. See if you recognize any of the names. Lori Harder, Chris Harder, Angie Lee, Tracy O'Malley, Amber Liliestrom, um, Jamie Kern Lima, who was the creator of It Cosmetics and sold her company over to L'Oreal for $1.2 billion in cash. Insane. And it was, oh, I loved her. She was a surprise guest speaker. And um, the cool thing about her story was she talked about all the rejection along the way and how she started, didn't have any money, and had to just keep believing in herself, rejected, rejected, rejected. Like repeatedly through her story, we're like, dang, like, come on, you know, repeatedly. And it was so cool to hear how God turned it all around and how some of those people that rejected her later ended up working for her or being her best advocate. And I'm like, yep, that's how God does. You know what I mean? It was so good. And then um, Trent Shelton was there. Who else was there? I learned about Theta Breathwork from a girl named Bia who designed Theta Breathwork. You can look it up. But man, those breathwork sessions, oh, like the session that she did, I just sobbed. I just like it opened up so much for me and just sitting there and like you're focusing on your breath and she takes you through a visualization like it's not your traditional breath work if you've done it it adds in a lot of stuff around the subconscious and dealing with your subconscious and reprogramming some things so it's a lot deeper but man it was so good and I want that to be a part of my regular life to like let go of any of that stuck energy in my body that I'm holding on to that is getting stored in there, you know, and that's like, you just feel it in your body. I've been listening to some of my clients lately who have been talking about pain, pain in their body. And this is a, there's multiple people that have been talking about this. It's like, oh, you know, my neck hurts, my back hurts, like this area hurts on me. And it's like, yeah, because I bet you what's happening is you're holding on to some stress in your body right? And it's causing pain in different areas. So it's really important that you think about physically, what are the things that you can do to release that? I was just talking to um, one of my clients about doing, actually a couple of my clients, about doing um, the frog pose. If you don't know what the frog pose is, look it up. But it's basically like you open up your legs and you take your feet out to the side like a frog and you like bring your hips back, right? And it's uncomfortable. You You do that on the ground. What's really great about this is that you release that tension that a lot of us hold in our hips. And I don't care who you are, you probably got tension in your hips, especially from sitting, especially from any fear, worry, anxiety. What happens is when we feel those way, 
those ways, um, the anxiousness, the fear, all that stuff, we send energy to areas where we would need to use that body part to run or to hide. And that tends to be in our joints, like our hips, you know, shoulders, things like that. And uh, because we're not actually hiding or we're not running from something or fighting back, we're not actually using the energy in that way, what happens is it just gets stuck in your body, right? And then it starts to cause pains and things like that. Or maybe you don't even really notice it, but you're holding on to that energy. So it's really helpful if you do something that opens up your hips, especially like every day. And you want to do it for at least two minutes because then that's when it's going to get into like your nervous system and really open things up. And that has a lot to do with why yin yoga is so helpful for emotional health is because you're holding poses for a longer period of time and you allow it to get into your nervous system. Okay, so that's my yoga teacher self coming back out. It's been a while since I've taught yoga or did anything like that. Um, So I just felt like I needed to say that because some of us are holding on to that kind of energy in our bodies and we got to find ways to, to release it. And like even the breath work session was a way that I was releasing so much crap that I was holding on to that I don't even feel like I was really aware of. So that's something I'm going to bring into my life after this weekend. I'm like, I am going to do regular breath, theta breath work sessions. I'm looking at Bia stuff, figuring out how I can make that a regular part of my life because I don't think that I'm doing something that physically release stuff enough. You know, I work out pretty consistently pretty much every day, um, but it's different, you know, when there's an intention behind like opening things up. Okay. I didn't think I was going to share that, but maybe that's helpful. Maybe that's something you want to bring into your life. Another thing is I had another one of my clients tell me about how since they've been doing this yoga practice, how they feel so much lighter. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like what's happening is you're releasing stuff. And it reminds me of what my my yoga teacher told me when I was doing my yoga teacher training. And she said, people come to yoga for the physical benefits but they stay because of the mental benefits. And then that just got me thinking, and she need to be doing some more yoga because it's been a while, like I said, but I really want to add that into my life more. Um, okay, so where are we at? So it was a great event and amazing speakers. And there's more speakers that I didn't even list, I'm sure. Uh, there was a women panel, some of the ladies that attended the event, there was about 500 women, you know, and out of those, a handful came on stage and shared their stories which were so like so good about how they dealt with hard things and how they've been able to move past it. It was just so good to be in that space, to be surrounded by people that want to live a better life or that inspiring people to live a better life. And I'm telling you, if you don't have those people in your life, you need to have those people in your life because you are like the people that you spend the most time with. Like you really will be that way. You can't help it because the brain like subconsciously, even if you're, let's say you have very strong willpower, doesn't matter because the mirror neurons that have to do with your brain, it mocks behavior. This is why I always talk about this. I moved down south, started saying y'all, never ever used to talk like that. I was like, eh, I can't say y'all because I'm from Michigan and we say you guys. So, but then I was around it and I heard it so much. And then my mirror neurons were like, yep, picking up, picking up. And then I started talking that way. The same is true is when I go home and I hang out with my sisters and we swear a lot. I don't know. We trigger each other into swearing. And it's just like we get high. It's like a swearing, like when you get hyped and you like use it to emphasize how excited you are. You know what I mean? Like cold as F is some of the stuff we'll say. My husband's always like, what? Why do you have to say as F? Like, 
after you say something. And I'm like, because it emphasizes how, like, you know, to the extent that something is, it just takes it up a way, you know, you guys get what I mean if you say that ever. And anyways, when I'm around them, we're like, you know, swearing all this stuff. And my husband's like, oh my goodness, like you have turned into a sailor. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's because they trigger that part of me. And it's the, the same as true as like when you're around people that eat unhealthy, right? You tend to eat unhealthy too with them. Same like if you were on people that eat healthy, you tend to eat healthy with them. So what I'm saying is you need to choose your tribe wisely. You need to choose people that help you be who you want to be. Now, I mentioned the story once already on the podcast, but it's about how when I wanted, when I decided I want to be a professional speaker, like I really want to dive into that path more. I've done some speaking gigs and things like that, but I really want to like grow my business in that. I want to be skilled at it. I want to learn more. One of the reasons why, keeping it real, is because it really scares me. Like it makes me so nervous every time to step on a stage, do that kind of stuff, step in front of people. But I don't want my fear to hold me back in my life and keep me playing small. So I got to work through it. That's the only way is through. So when I met with this guy who was a professional speaker, um, he was so kind and gave me so much wisdom. But the first thing he said to me was something about, do you surround yourself with other professional speakers? And I was like, no. And I knew that was coming. I was like, yes, I need more of them in my life. I know, I know, right? Because if I'm going to be like them, if I want to be like them, my brain needs to see evidence of what that looks like. I need to be around them. And whatever is on your heart, your dream, the thing that you want, you need to be talking to people that have done those things. You need to be around them. Your brain needs that evidence. Otherwise, it's gonna, the fear is going to hold it back. So often people will tell me they want to do something for a career. And I'm like, okay, I want you to find someone who is doing that thing. I want your, and I want you to hear their story of how they got started. Because your brain needs to know, oh, that's not as scary as I thought. Like, oh, it could be possible for me. Because the brain's going to create a lot of resistance around something that is completely new to you. So set yourself up for success. Let it copy behavior that you want to be like. So that's why I knew I had to be in that room. Because I was like, well, there's all the professional speakers right there on stage. All the people that I love. I got to be around them. If that's who I want to be. Okay. So... Now, let's go to our first tip because it's a great segue into our first tip or belief. So this is what I have in my notes. Get yourself in the room, even if you have to go alone, even if you have to go alone, even if it's scary. Okay, get yourself in the room. If you don't have the people you want to be like in your life, you got to find them. And this is the thing, getting yourself in the room, it might not look like a conference. This might look like a local gathering in your town where women are getting together or guys doing like something, you know, whatever it is. It may not look like in the way of the major conference. So I want you to think about other ways this may look. It may look like you getting on a Zoom call where people that are in that Zoom room are all doing things that you want to do. It may look like you investing in a program that's going to help you grow because you want to learn something specific and that program teaches you that. Just like, you know, I have my Clarify Your Vision course coming out again. And that program, what does it teach you? It teaches you how to have a vision for your life. And if you feel like, oh, I really need that or I want to be surrounded by people who also want to be intentional about their life, then yeah, get yourself in the room. You know, even if you're going alone, even if you're scared, 
I was scared to go down to downtown Phoenix, keeping it real. I was to go by myself. And the thing is, I've traveled so often. I've been in other countries where there was language barriers and there's fear around that because you're like, oh, I don't even know how to communicate. I don't know how to get around. But most of the time, my husband's with me. And homeboy, he just takes care of it all. Thank goodness. And he takes a lot of stress off of me. But the thing is, there was one time when I traveled alone to meet him in Thailand. And I remember how nervous I was about that because of like the language barriers. But it all worked out well. And this is the thing, confidence, you know where confidence comes from? It comes from you doing things over and over. And that's how you get confident around it. It's like you go through that discomfort and then it becomes something you're like, yeah, I can do this. The brain sees that you can do it. That is the only way to get the confidence is to do the thing and to keep doing the thing. And the more I would travel alone, the more confident I will be about it, right? But I don't do a lot of travel alone. It's usually with my husband. So I was not confident going even to Phoenix. I had to, I flew to an airport that was farther from downtown, the Mesa one. Um, I didn't know there was two airports. So anyways, I ended up choosing the one that was farther away because I would have done it again though, keeping it real because my flight was way cheaper than the downtown airport. Um, whatever it's called, Sky Sky Harbor. I don't know. Anywho, um, so what was my point here? My point was the logistics of it too made me nervous because I had to figure out like getting there with the Lyft and the Uber and the timing, and I had a red eye flight when I was leaving, and I was worried about getting a a a Lyft um that or a ride Uber Lyft. I usually use Lyft. Um, getting one so early in the morning because it was like 3.50 when I ended up having to leave to get to the airport. All of this stuff, like all this fear. And then I was like, oh, and when I get there, I'm not going to know anyone. And I'm going to feel like, you know that feeling where you're the new kid at school? You ever had that feeling? You were the new kid at school. And then it's like lunchtime and you're carrying your tray or your food and you're looking around to where to sit. Just looking around, seeing where you could sit. And you're, you see the clicks and the groups. And you're like, oh, I don't know. Like, you got to go up to them and say, can I sit with you? Like, that discomfort, that's how I felt. Like, I had to go meet people and be like, you want to be my friend? And that's what I usually say is, do you want to be my friend? Um, but I met amazing people. I'm so glad that I went. And it was uncomfortable. But I'm glad I did it. So first tip, going back to that. I want to say it again. Get yourself in the room, even if you have to go alone. If you don't have the people you want to be like in your life, you got to find them. I know I already said this, but I had to just say that again since I went on my tangent. So now we're going to go to our tip number two, our belief number two, is to take radical responsibility for your life, accept and change. Take radical responsibility for your life, accept and change. Accept. Why am I saying that? Is because acceptance is an energy that involves feeling like you're accepting the situation has to do with the higher energy level. It's like in the level five energy. Because you know what we do when we're at the lower energy level? We resist. We're like, I don't want it to be this way. And you're frustrated, right? There's no acceptance of the situation. But when it already is what it is, why would you resist it? That just seems crazy because it is what it is, you know? That's the thing. It's like the situation is happening, so we accept. Yep, this is happening, and I take radical responsibility for how I'm going to show up through it. That is something that's going to empower you. Take the power back. Your power, like what you're going to do in your life, 
it's not going to depend on what uh, someone else is doing or what else is happening if you keep living down living that path the path of like i'm not going to feel good until x circumstance change changes right i'm not going to feel good unless x person changes well dang you ain't going to feel good ever right because you can't control what's happening or maybe you will for a little bit but then before you know it that thing that person it's right down that lower path, you know what I mean? And you're not feeling good with it. You don't want that. You want to take back the power that you have over your mind, over your life, no matter what is happening. That's radical responsibility. So that's going to empower you is to take it back. So in the situation that you're in right now, like even if it's a hard time, I want to ask yourself, I want you to ask yourself this. What is the opportunity in the situation? We always ask ourselves that question. And even if you like, I don't know, I can't find it. Maybe you just can't get yourself to shift there. Then I want you to say this to yourself. What would make me proud of how I showed up through this? What would make me proud of how I showed up? You know, that's one of my favorite questions to ask. Okay. Radical responsibility. I'm going to go back up because I just had a thought come to my mind about tip number one, about getting yourself in the room. Um, And if you don't have the people you want to be like in your life, you got to find them. What just came to my mind is a lot of times people ask me how to find them. They're like, Ange, how do I find those people? Well, first off, you need to decide who you want to be, what kind of life you want to create. This is why I teach Clarify Your Vision is because you have to have a vision. Because how can you find the right people in your life that you want to be like if you don't know what you want to be like? You know what I mean? No, that's the first step. So for example, if you say, well, I want to be active. I want to be active and I don't really have those people in my life. Okay, so you want to be healthy, fit, active. Where are the healthy, fit, active people hanging out? Is there groups? Is there meetup groups in your community? Where? You need to find those people. Now let's say, well, I live in an area and they don't have any groups like that then you can create that group. But I'm telling you, online, there's so many groups like Zoom stuff. There is all kinds of stuff out there, even weird stuff. Like people in Dungeons Dragons, like not judging you or anything. But if you like to dress up and like hit each other with fake swords and stuff, there's a group for you out there. Knitters, hardcore knitters. That group's out there too. All the things. I've seen so many things out there. I'm like, is it this real life? The, the people do this and they get together? Yeah, it's out there. But you have to find it. You got to be resourceful. You got to find your people that you want to be like. When I wanted to start a podcast, what did I do? I invested in a podcast learning opportunity. I surrounded myself with podcasters. I know a lot of other podcasters. I know a lot of other coaches, right? And I'm soon going to know a lot of speakers, because I know that that is my key to success, right? When I wanted to through hike, long distance hiking, what did I do? Surround myself with other long distance hikers. Learned wisdom from long distance hikers. That's how I became that person. So I'm just saying this because I got to remind you of this because you're not going to become the person that you want to be if you keep hiding. And I know some of you guys are hiding, you know, and you might feel uncomfortable to get yourself in that space. But I'm going to encourage you to go, go into the space because you got to work through that discomfort. That's the only way that you gain the confidence that you need. All right, cool. Let's move on to three. If they can do it, you can do it. If they can do it, you can do it. 
No more of this crap around saying, well, but them, but but they had this situation, but they had acting like you're not good enough and then making excuses for why they can have this success, but you can't. No, where there's a will, there's a way. No one's better than you. Like we like to like run that story in our mind. It's like, well, they're better than me. And this is why we get starstruck or we, you know, just put people on pedestals. It's like, no, this is just another human with the same crap. So often I've had clients ask me this. I work with a lot of very high level executives, right, in coaching. And some of you are listening that you hold a very high role in in your organization. I want you to know that people be intimidated by you, okay? I want you to know that because I get questions about that all the time from people that might not hold those roles where they're like, well, you know, those people that are in those roles, do they have issues with this, Sanj? Do they have self-doubt like this? I'm like, yes, of course they do. Of course. And I know because I coach them. I know all that same stuff shows up for them no matter the title. That shows up for them too. My husband... Even him, like I remember back in the day, I just got to keep it real with you. Back in the day, I used to be so intimidated talking to anyone that had like that was a doctor. Like I remember being at the dentist. My husband's a dentist. But I remember being at the dentist and like they would say, "Okay, Dr. So-and-so is going to come in, you know, after they clean my teeth. And I'd be like nervous that the doctor was in the room as if this was like a person at such another high level than me, you know. And now I'm like married to a dentist who was a doctor in dental surgery. And I'm like, dude, this, this person has all of the fears and worries as everyone else. And it's really helped me because it's made me realize that I need to stop putting people on pedestals and acting like you're so much better than me because what? You have another accolade? You have another title? No, like you're God's child just like I am. You know, I have a seat at the table too. And so do you. So I want you to stop making up those stories that don't serve you. If you if they can do it, you can do it. And that's evidence. I want that to empower you. If you see people out there living the kind of life you want, then it's possible for you. So possible for you. There's so many people who came out of complete homelessness and completely changed their life and created something so awesome in their life. You can do it too. All right. So coming to the next thought, number four is believe in you over and over again, even if others don't. God didn't give them your vision. You have your own prescription. What? Yes, you have your own prescription. It's like when I put my glasses on, right, I can see so good and I got some pretty bad eyesight. And when I give my glasses to Ian and he tries looking at them, he's like, this is nuts. He can't see through those losses, right? I can't see with my vision. Like you can't see my vision. God gave me that vision. So sometimes we get so frustrated that someone else doesn't see our dreams, doesn't believe in them. They're not meant to. You are. You're meant to believe in yourself. If you have that on your heart and in your mind, I 100% believe that that's possible for you. God can do anything, anything. So we like the stuff that we're believing for, that's like small potatoes and the fact that he created the entire earth and like the fact that like even just like beautiful flowers, it always amazes me all the different colors and patterns and just like the intention that went behind all this. Like God is so intentional, right? And can do anything, can get you the job that you want, the relationship you want, all the things. Really, I think what's happening 
in our world. And even I see this with coaching is like the biggest issue that we faith face is a faith issue is a lack of belief, right? In what's possible. And that's what I want to change in the world is to help you believe for more. And I want you to be an example of what happens when you believe for more, like truly be an example of that because the world needs it. The world needs that kind of energy where we just believe that everything is happening for us. You know, crap happens in our life. Our life, we're like, okay, God can use this for good. We turn it around. Like that's how we need to show up, be the light in the world. And shining your light doesn't dim anyone else's light, right? Doesn't. So shine away. All right, next thing. The ones that create awesome things are willing to fail and look dumb. It's a part of the path to greatness. Mm-hmm. Think about anyone in your life who has created something awesome that you admire. Do you think that they took a risk? Yeah, right? Do you think they were willing to look dumb? Mm-hmm. Maybe even taking a loan out for something, maybe with the potential to fail, maybe taking a job that they didn't know how it was going to turn out, right? They were willing to do that. Investing in something and not knowing, they were willing to take a risk and look dumb. So I need you to think about in your life, where do you need to be willing to take a risk and look dumb? Because that helps you be who you want to be, right? It's about being disciplined in the pursuit of your dreams. And when you're disciplined, you're willing to go through all the hard things because of something greater that you believe in. Okay. Now, let's move on to the next thing, which is number six. Random action doesn't equal greatness. Intentional action does. What? Mic drop. You know I love that one. Random action doesn't equal greatness. Intentional action does. Do you ever see anyone that's like randomly showing up in life? Like, oh, I'll do this. I'll do that. Random. It's all random. Do they create greatness in their life? Mm, not so much. People that are intentional with their time, their money, and their energy, that's who creates greatness. Now, how do you become intentional? You got to have a vision. Because how do you be intentional with your time, money, energy if you don't have a vision, right? So whenever my course launches coming up, I'm waiting for myself. I got all the content. I've done this before. It just needs to be put out there. But keeping it real, my schedule is so packed with one-on-one sessions right now that I just really need that time, but it should be opening up at the end of this month. So anywho, if you're like, I got to do this, I got to get a vision, then yeah, get yourself the vision because there's no way that you can be intentional without a vision of where you want to go, right? Okay, random action doesn't equal greatness, intentional action does. I just had to say that again. Last belief that I want you to hold on to is that you need to create an environment where your higher self is forced to show up and you're forced to keep your promises to yourself. This is something that Lori Harder says. She says it in a different way, but create an environment where your higher self is forced to show up and you're forced to keep your promises to yourself. What do I mean by that, really? I mean that sometimes we got to say we're going to do something we have to set that date and take our money, invest in, in something so that we force our higher self to show up. Because we know that if we didn't do that, if something wasn't on the line, our reputation or the loss of our money or whatever it is, then we wouldn't show up. So we got to force ourselves to show up. My mentor coach back in the day told me that, I remember I said I was going to do something and he said, okay, Ange, what's your pull to action? And I was like, pull to action, what? And he said, you know, for example, when you have an empty fridge, 
The empty fridge pulls you into action to go to the grocery store so that you can get the groceries. What's your pull to action? And we come to find come to find out what we decided was that I was going to launch, like say I was going to have a party, like to celebrate, I don't even remember what I was working on, to celebrate the thing. And I set the date and I threw, said, this is the date the party's happening, invited the people. So I knew I didn't want to look like a fool, like if I wasn't going to be able to celebrate at the party. So I had to finish the thing, right? So that was my pull to action that forced my higher self to show up. And I do that in my life now. Like I know I'm speaking at an event at the end of the month. That's my pull to action because I know my talk better be developed because that, that event is happening at the end of the month. So that forces my higher self to show up. I just invested money into the speaking course and program. Why? Because I want to force my higher self to show up so that I can live my best life. All right. So let's real quick finish this out. Please leave a review if you haven't done so. That helps me so much. And I've been seeing the reviews coming in. And I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. That's how people find the show. So it means a lot. So let's do the quick recap. I have a meeting here in a minute, so we can be fast. Okay, <laughs> number one is get yourself in the room, even if you have to go alone. If you don't have the people you want to be like in your life, you got to find them. Two, take radical responsibility for your life. Accept what is happening and decide to change. Number three, if they can do it, you can do it. Believe that. Be inspired by what other people are doing as evidence of what is possible for you too. Number four, believe in you over and over again, even if others don't. God didn't give them your vision. You have your own prescription. Five, the ones that create awesome things are willing to fail and look dumb. It's a part of their path to greatness. Number six, random acts, what? Random action doesn't equal greatness. Intentional action does. Number seven, create an environment where your higher self is forced to show up and you're forced to keep your promises to yourself. That's like sign up for the things, you know, and then you show up. I've been doing um, these accountability sessions for myself so that I show up and work on the things and I sign up for them. I put the Zoom, like the Zoom link is in my calendar. Like I sign up on the list that I'm going to be there because that forces me to show up. So that's another way this might look like as far as like creating that environment for you to show up is getting yourself that accountability. All right. So what's going to be part of my life now? Dance parties, regular dance parties and breath work. Those are two things I'm adding into my life. All right, y'all. I hope you have an awesome day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.